Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us. Our guest today is Shia Sue, and she's got a brand new book out called Zero Waste, Simple Life Hacks to Drastically Reduce Your Trash. And I'm so excited to have her on the show. Shia, congratulations on your new book and welcome to Go Green Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. I'd like to begin (laughs) by having you explain the difference between your approach to zero waste Mm -hmm. and the way that a freegan might approach it. Um, I think you made a really brilliant economic argument in the introduction of your book, and I'd love for you to share that with our listeners. Oh, freeganism. I, I actually love freeganism. It's such a strong statement. This is when you live solely of what what is thrown away, what other people have wasted, supermarkets have wasted. And it's a great way to reduce your impact. And it raises so much awareness about how much we waste. And zero waste is slightly different in the sense that you still buy things. You still generate a demand, but you try to generate the demand for the better options instead, like local organic produce or maybe fair trade ethically produced clothing and um ideally you spend your money on something that goes to a local business that put their effort into making a difference while freeganism it's more like um you're not a part of the economical system anymore because you don't take part in it anymore. You don't create a demand anymore, but you do affect change by raising awareness and treading light on the environment because you don't, um, nothing needs to be produced just for you. You live off what is thrown away anyways, but you don't necessarily support businesses that are what I call game changers that try to change the rules of the economy economy as they are now they try to implement a more circular structure so they take back what they put out there they recycle it and things like that i love it and you know on go green radio we talk about this notion as the power of the purse putting your (laughs) money in alignment with your values and with businesses uh, that align with your values as well. So I I think that's a great point. And I'm like you, I appreciate the freegans out there so much, but there is an advantage to putting our money towards businesses that are doing things ethically and environmentally responsibly, because if they win, and more companies will choose that business model. So I thought that was a great point. Now, Shia, you've been living a zero-waste lifestyle for a few years now. Talk to us about what inspired you and your husband to adopt this lifestyle and some of the benefits <laughs> that you enjoy by living this way. It just happened accidentally. <laughs> we never <laughs> intended to go zero-waste. Actually, the first time I heard about zero-waste, I called my husband over and was like, you have to see this. It's so cool. There's this family and their entire year's worth of trash fits into a jar. <laughs> and he was like, wow, that's so cool. And we we're both like, yeah, but I mean, it's not realistic for us. And so we dismissed the idea. At the same time, we were like, okay, but we do want to live more in alignment with our values. So we should at least try to live a tad more, <laughs> a tad more um, environmentally consciously or you know and we just started out somewhere we were pretty I think it was totally random we would just have this fun little challenge and we would be like oh we want to go to our regular takeout place to the sushi place next door and um we're just gonna bring our own food containers and ask them if they are okay with putting the sushi into our own food containers and they were and they were like okay that's weird (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay we can do that so we just kept going and it was a lot of fun and we got we got this really cool conversation going with a lot of business owners. We went to health food stores that we had never been before. We went to owner-run local businesses. And it was just so, we got so much positive feedback. And some of them, even one health food store set up a bulk section. and was like, whoa, that's so cool. And they're like, yeah, it's actually a pretty great idea. We wanted to support that. We wanted to give people the opportunity to buy things in bulk and bring their own containers and jars and bags because we want to support that. And that was just the coolest thing. And it just snowballed into what it is today. 
So you didn't just within a week turn your life upside down from (laughs) one one way of living to the other. And that's actually really good to know because I think a lot of our listeners would love to live this way, but they don't have a clue how to get started or what the path should look like. So give us some tips. If we're sitting here today thinking, I know I'm not a zero waster, but I'd like to be, how do we get started? I think it helps to be a bit simple-minded like I am. <laughs> I I don't overthink things. I just start somewhere, anywhere with what's easy in that moment. Just um, I want to grab a coffee to go. So I'm, I'm just going to bring my own tumbler or I lost my tumbler. <laughs> so <laughs> now I just bring a mason jar and every barista is okay with it. And that's how it just started. And we went to the farmer's market, to our local farmer's market, and um, we really loved it. People were so nice there. They were so accommodating, and they were always like, oh, it's so cool. You bring your own bag. And we have those laundry nets where, yeah. you know, for socks, and we use them as produce bags. And they were always like, oh, that's so cool. Where did you buy those? I'm just like, mm, it's what we wash our socks in. (laughs) And it's just such a positive energy. And you just need to start anywhere with whatever you feel comfortable today. It's not about perfectionism. It's just having fun with it and trying new things. Well, and you have such a positive outlook on it. That was one of the things that I loved about your book. You did give a lot of reasons why zero waste living is important and helpful, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't a book that made me feel guilty. It was a book that made me feel hopeful. Um, you know, and you really did a great job of making it fun to read and encouraging. Now, you you bet. Well, you identify food packaging as one of the major sources of waste in most households, and I can attest to that in my own household. Oh, yeah. So give us some strategies for avoiding all that packaging. Where can we shop and what kinds of supplies should we take with us besides our laundry bag <laughs> that, you mentioned, that we wash our socks in? What are some other uh, you know, things that we may need in order to reduce food packaging in our household? You know, I love how you ask, where can we shop? Because most people, they're like, okay, but I go to Walmart. And so I can't do it because they don't offer these options. And it's not a, it's about thinking a bit out of the box. So like us, we just went to the farmer's market and we're like, okay, let's just check out our local farmer's market. And um, you go to the farmer's market, pretty much everything is package free because you buy directly from the farm. Mm-hmm. And you can always, sometimes they would pre-package things in plastic bags or in trays. And you can always return the plastic bag, the tray, and they will reuse them because they are the manufacturers, they're the producers. They grow your food, they can use them. You can do that in a supermarket, in a big chain store. And um, so that's where we go to, the farmer's market. And food packaging is so Because what do we have to buy on a regular basis? It's food. So it makes sense to focus on food packaging. Like I said, laundry nets, we use them as produce bags. You can also buy produce bags, but I'm always for using what you've got. You can also sew your own um, out of fabric scraps. You can do that. And use what you've got. We had a ton of plastic food containers at home still, and we just used these. We didn't care about plastic. We did, but not in a way that we feel like we have to throw everything away and buy everything new. It's not about that. So mm-hmm. we used the food containers that we had at home. We had a lot of, <laughs> we had so many tote bags that we never had on us that we just left at home. And now we do bring them. And we also bring a big smile because everything is more pleasant. If you, you know, you're nice, you're friendly, you have fun with it. It just drops up and people are so much more likely to accommodate you when it's nice and pleasant. Well, and I love the idea too, and you have some cool pictures in your in your book. And this is something that I just recently started doing and I feel like, gosh, why didn't I think of this before? But you know, a lot of the things that we buy they're in glass jars, you know, spaghetti sauce and things like that. And those can be reused over and over and over again. And you show a photo of using those kinds of containers you know, infinitum. I mean, unless the glass breaks, you can continue using those uh, to store other foods. And that I thought that was just 
terrific. Uh, it's just one example of you don't have to buy something brand new in order to start this way of, of packaging your food and saving your food. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> oh, thank now, you. Now, you know, you mentioned bringing a smile with you. How do you deal <laughs> with cashiers or shop owners who are at least initially uncomfortable with your packaging preferences and some of your other preferences associated with a zero-waste lifestyle? I think that also depends a lot on where you go. If you go to a huge chain store with a store manager, very often not even a store manager has the authority to really say, it's okay, you can do that. So there's nobody you can find to give you permission. And the other thing is very often I don't ask for permission. <laughs> I will just go to the bulk bins and I would just bring my own jars, containers, bags, and I would just fill them up and then I would go and just be like, okay, dear cashier, how do we do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and very often it's okay because once everything is in your container or bag, what are they going to do? What is the worst thing that can happen? They will still sell it to you. And they would maybe say, next time, please don't do that. Please use the plastic bags that we provide. But that's the worst thing that can happen. So that's, <laughs> that's what so I true. do. <laughs> and well, also, and the thing is, I think that, you know, one of the things that's great about your attitude is you're not off-putting. You're not trying to shame anybody like, you know, why doesn't everybody do this and, and making anybody feel bad? You're bringing a, this is the most normal thing in the world attitude which is so refreshing, I'm sure, you know, for a lot of the people who are working in the service industry. We've got to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have so much more with Shia and how to live a zero waste lifestyle. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us. And if you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Shia Sue. She is the author of a brand new book that I just love. It's called Zero Waste, Simple Life Hacks to Drastically Reduce Your Trash. Um, she is a lifestyle blogger. It's called Wasteland Rebel, if you want to check her out. So much fun. And it's so great having you on the show today, Shia. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. 
Now, I have to ask because, you know, how we eat is so personal, so intimate, and anything that disrupts the way that we eat sometimes can be so, it can make us cranky. So, how how has a zero waste lifestyle impacted what you eat and how you prepare your food? It's been quite the change, again, unintentionally, because (laughs) I have never been a really health conscious person. I pretty much lived off junk food. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And now I feel really bad about it. But um, back then, I just didn't care. There was just so it felt so convenient. And when we started to unintentionally go zero waste, to just reduce our trash, that was just all we wanted to do. And um, we started to cut out processed foods because um, those were always like heavily packaged in plastic. And we were just like, oh, do we really need that? But it took us a while to learn how to cook from scratch because I'm not the best cook. (laughs) And I really had to learn a lot about ingredients and produce. I just had no idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And after now, it's been four years and now we eat. I eat pretty clean. I don't buy processed food anymore and I still feel it's amazing and I have so much more energy. But if you had told me like, oh, you need to eat, you know, you need to change your diet, I would have said no. Or if you would have said, oh, that's not healthy to live off junk food, I would have said, I don't care. But now that (laughs) I have really, I can feel the huge difference it makes in my body, I'm all for it. So I love it. Well, and I love the way that you're so candid about it. You know, we've had lots of guests on Go Green Radio who talk about the environmental benefits of eating certain ways or, you know, adopting certain types of diets. And again, you know, I, I admire them so much and I know our listeners do, but sometimes their goals and their you know, way of doing things seems so out of reach for me. And I love the way, I mean, like I could totally relate to, to where you started. I mean, like junk food, processed food, that's what I grew up on. And yet you walk us through in the book, your path to going from there to where you are now. And it's like, I could do that. I could totally do that. And I love the way that your book talks about different appliances. You know, you don't need a whole bunch of fancy things, but you talked about a few key things. And I really encourage our listeners to pick up your book because um, it's such a comfortable entry place into the zero waste lifestyle. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com 
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Today we're talking about living a zero-waste lifestyle. And if you're nowhere near that, like many of us are, don't worry. We've got you covered. Shia Sue has a brand new book out that is a fun and friendly way of approaching this topic. I found it really fun to read, and I feel so encouraged to try some of the new things in her book. The book is called Zero Waste, Simple Life Hacks to Drastically Reduce Your Trash. Who doesn't want to do that? I think it's a great idea. So before we went to a quick commercial break, um, we were talking about uh, storing food and and ways that your kitchen changed a little bit uh, through this process of adopting a zero waste lifestyle. What were what were some of your big aha moments on that part, Shia? I think the first one was to just use what what you've got. We still started using it started out with plastic food containers, like most of us have at home. We had so many (laughs) and we would just store the food in them. I mean, it looks okay in the pantry. It's not, you know, super pretty, but it does the job and I'm okay with that. And we eventually got rid of them because a friend of ours, she, I met her before she wanted to go to a dollar store to buy plastic food containers. And so I was just like, okay, are you sure you want to buy plastic food containers? Plastic, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Not that cool. And she was like, yeah, I know. I don't care. So I was like, okay, come on, come to my place. You can, you can just take my containers, take as many as you want to. And she took all of them. (laughs) And I was left with any storage. So what I did was I went to our building's glass recycling bin. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I did that and I was kind of like, okay, what do people throw away? And those are mason jars and a lot of them are just your regular mason jars and those were perfectly fine. And then I went to thrift stores. I thrifted a bunch of mason jars. I bought a bunch of Craigslist and now our pantry looks so pretty. It does. That was one of the things that I thought was so cool in the pictures in your book. You were showing how, you know, how neat and organized and decluttered your house looks. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that in and of itself is an amazing benefit of a zero waste lifestyle. Now, I loved the chapter that you wrote on housekeeping because I felt like your suggestions were, of course, fantastic for a zero waste lifestyle. But your recommendations were also so on point for people who want to minimize their experience exposure to chemicals. Talk to us about the cleaning supplies that you use, Shia. Oh, you really just need four to maybe five ingredients, depending on what you have access to. So what we use is washing soda, then baking soda, then a soap that's preferably palm oil free, palm oil free castle soap, could be a liquid castle soap, could be a bar of soap, and then either white vinegar or citric acid, depending on your access. I mean, you can sometimes get white vinegar um, in a big jug or even in a glass bottle. And sometimes you can even get citric acid in a paper bag. So what you do is um, I have a recipe for my all-purpose cleaner in the book. And it's basically, everybody's just always like, oh, it's so amazing. You DIY your own <laughs> your own cleaners. And I'm like, Thank you. I feel like such a fraud because it's just water plus a bit of white vinegar or citric acid. And that's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's all. That's the secret. And you can clean anything with it. It's like the name says, an all-purpose cleaner. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't even, sometimes I'm just too lazy to get it out of the cabinet under the sink. And I'll just use the soap. If I'm cleaning the bathroom and the soap is there, I'll just use the soap. It does the job you can clean anything with the soap and you can also use soap as um a dish soap like literally a dish soap just a bar Uh of soap and you can also make your own liquid dish soap out of the same ingredients it's just it's just soap water and baking soda well and and the the thing is think about yeah how much we spend on cleaning products and you know what you're suggesting is a lot cheaper. It's a lot safer. It's much more natural. And that's pretty amazing. And you were just getting ready to talk about laundry. And that was a revelation for me because 
I had never heard of doing laundry the way that you described it, and I'm so excited to try it. <laughs> so talk to us about what you use to clean your laundry. Uh, the back eyes. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Every year, fall, I go out and I will collect Buckeyes and I use them. Maybe if you've been to health food stores and you're into that sort of thing, um, you have heard of soap nuts. They're imported from India and um, which is pretty far away. So mm -hmm. the transportation emissions aren't that, oh, it's not that cool. And Buckeyes, you can get almost anywhere in the United States and you just have to collect them off the street. It, it doesn't cost you anything. And then you dry them. You can, what I do is I have a pretty good blender. So I will blend them in the blender and um, I would grind them in the blender and then I will dry them. And whenever I need to do laundry, I just take a couple of, I just spoon some of it into a mason jar. I fill it up with water, let it sit overnight or just for a couple of minutes if it's warm water. And then I strain it and that's how I what I wash my laundry with. It's it's so natural, 100% natural. It's putting something that would be crushed on the streets to good use. And it's a lot of fun. Amazing. That it's is a fun amazing. activity. Now, you talked about personal care products, too, in the book. And one of the things that you alluded to just a minute ago was using things that are palm oil-free. So before we kind of dive into some of the substitutes for uh, the wasteful personal care products you know, that come in all kinds of different packaging, first of all, talk to us about why the use of palm oil is so controversial. Oh, palm oil. It's it's the cheapest oil worldwide so the demand is huge and in order to keep up with a huge demand rainforest is deforested and that's usually done by illegally burning it down and by oh. burning rainforest down yeah i know it's so sad mm -hmm. it releases a huge amount of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere which of course fuels climate change and the, the issue i have with organic palm oil a lot of products they are all organic and they still contain organic palm oil. But organic, the label only says that it's more about how the farmers grow their crops. They, it's not about where they grow it. So an, an organic farm, they can still settle on a patch of illegally deforested land and they can just, you know, it doesn't really fight the cause of all of the all of it. Right. And they can still grow it organically with, without all the harsh yeah. chemicals. But still, the damage had been done before they settled there. So yeah. I also tried to avoid the use of organic palm oil. Oh, that's a good point. And I'm glad that we were able to share that with our listeners. Now, let's dive in to some of the personal care product substitutes that you cover in the book because they're pretty amazing. <laughs> Um, are they? I always feel like sometimes I'm just too simple-minded. I just raid my pantry. <laughs> but you so. know what? There's something profound in doing it simply and, and having that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I really did not need to spend $15 on a bottle of shampoo. So tell us about that. Talk to us about how you changed your personal care products. Shampoo. So I wash my hair with rye flour, with light rye flour that you can buy in bulk sometimes. And depending on your access again, um, but even if you cannot buy it in bulk, it comes in. A right. At least it's less packaging and less plastic compared to, to a plastic bottle of shampoo. And what I do is just I about like two tablespoons. I mix two tablespoons of rye flour with some water until it's a paste. And then I it I do. It's just how it sounds like I um massage it onto my scalp pretty much like shampoo I leave it in for a couple of minutes one to two three uh, one to two minutes I rinse it out and that's my shampoo and, and you have cute hair by the way so I don't want everybody to think <laughs> that Shia has scraggly hair she has cute hair wait do you see the pictures <laughs> in her book so this works <laughs> it works and it's so good if you have skin problems if you have dandruff I tried everything uh -huh. and nothing worked before I like all the expensive shampoos, I tried them all, and they didn't work. And now with fry flour, it's the first time that I'm dandruff-free. It's so cool. I love it so much. The first time I thought it was 
so, so gross. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Now, you also have a great section on skincare. And, you know, I I go into, well, anywhere that sells skincare products. And there's eye cream, elbow cream, nose cream, lip cream. I mean, there is a a lotion and a potion for every body part. Talk to us about some of the alternatives in your cabinet that you have discovered as a result of your decision to go zero waste? Again, I just use what I have in my pantry. <laughs> so I just use oils, like organic cooking oils. I love I love olive oil. It's perfect for my skin. My new favorite is canola oil. I use coconut oil. And you can use it on every body part. You can use it on your face, your hands, your feet, your elbows, your lips. You don't, you just use it on everything and I don't have to think about like having a little tube of I don't know something for my hands something for my face for the day for the night I don't have to think about that anymore I think that's fantastic and your book also has some recipes for all sorts of alternatives to expensive personal care products I mean you've got recipes for spray on deodorant toothpaste Mm. even a facial mask talk to our (laughs) listeners about some of these options and again I'm going to recommend to our listeners that they pick up your book zero waste simple life hacks to drastically reduce your trash because that's where they'll find all the recipes but talk to us about some of the things that are included in your book. So one of my favorites or my husband's favorites um, is the spray on deodorant because um, nothing has worked the way this homemade simple deodorant has worked. It's just water, baking soda and a couple of drops of essential oil like tea tree oil and lime or sage oil. And all you do is you mix it. It takes a minute at most and then you put it into spray bottle and you just use it and it gets rid um, you will still sweat, but your sweat will be odorless. And that's just so awesome. And um, it's just so easy to make. And the same with the toothpaste, the facial mask. Everything just takes a minute. And you will find the same few ingredients throughout my entire book for all the recipes. And it's so it's so versatile and it's healthy. It's toxin-free. The toothpaste is coconut oil, again, baking soda. And some essential oils that you can also use for a lot of my recipes. And the facial mask is what I like to call my mummy mask. <laughs> I look, <laughs> but it's so much fun. It's just, um, it's just clay. It's just, um, there's different kinds of clay. So you can adjust it to whatever um, your skin type needs. And um, it's just whatever kind of clay you go for and some water. And you put it on, onto your face and it works great. And see, I love the fact that we're talking about a facial mask when we're talking about zero waste. Sometimes I think that people think that in order to live an environmentally responsible lifestyle, it's got to be in a cave while you're dirty, (laughs) living like a caveman. And it's not. I mean, you can have a very posh life living a zero waste existence. And I love how your book brings that to the forefront. And I have to say, Shia, my grandmother would have loved you. When I got to the section on handkerchiefs, I had this like flashback and I remembered how my grandparents always had them. My grandpa had these big ones that were monogrammed with his initials and my grandmother had these dainty little ones with little flowers embroidered on them. And you know, I think back as I was reading your book, I was like, oh my gosh, my grandparents were zero wasters in so many ways. And it's hard to believe that we have gotten so far away from that way of living in just a couple of generations. In your view, how have we how have we gotten so far away from that? I mean, it seems like our grandparents had it going on when it was, you know, when we talk about zero waste. I think a lot of it has to do with wealth or the perception of how a wealthy life looks like and how everybody can have this kind of life. And the other thing is that the invention of plastic and plastic becoming a consumer good and so readily available. So, and of course it's, it's made from fossil fuels. So it has a lot to do with, you know, the old boom and everything becoming so centered around oil. And it has also has a lot to do with the mentality and what our economical system is based of on. It's based on growth. So we need to make a lot of things last 
there's shorter periods of time. They should break so you can buy something new. A lot of things should be di disposable or single-use items so you can buy more and more and more. But there isn't, there is no infinite growth. And that's where it starts to crumble. And we're at this point at the moment, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people agree with you. I mean, we're starting to get to the point where, you know, we, we are running out of landfill space. We see the vulnerability of our electricity grid and, you know, and, and how that can impact our lives and how vulnerable our standard of living is when, you know, electricity is disrupted and when our, you know, waste situation becomes, you know, more expensive because we have to send it farther away. Those types of things. I think that we and are... Water. And water, yes, some water. Our infrastructure is worn out and old. And, you know, the things that we are introducing into the water cycle, when we wash them down our drains and when, you know, we have chemicals that end up in our water supply, I think whether we like it or not, we're reaching a real tipping point. And books like yours, I think, help us face that with bravery and optimism. And I love that. Um, all right, I have to give our gentlemen listeners a little warning here. We're about to discuss something that may be difficult for you. Um, so if you have trouble talking about feminine hygiene or menstruation, just hang on, be brave. You can do this because being a woman can be expensive and wasteful. And even if you're a woman who's not into pricey makeup and personal care products, we get hit with what everybody knows is called the tampon tax. Oh, yeah. So, Shia, let's talk about this issue. Talk to us about some zero-waste options for feminine hygiene. I actually love talking about that. I think it should be destigmatized. And to the male viewer, uh, listeners out there, I feel like it's so important that everybody knows about it because it affects, like, at least 50% of the population. So we need to be educated about it. So there are a lot of great options out there. A lot of women, they're particularly into, um, into the menstrual cup. And it's a new form of empowerment for so many. It's um, a little silicon cup that you insert pretty much like a tampon. And it stays in there for up to 12 hours because unlike a tampon, it doesn't um, absorb the blood but it kind of like catches it like a little cup. I mean, like the name says, and then you just empty the cup. You can sterilize it by boiling it in hot water. It's very straightforward and you can use it for up to 10 years. So it's re a reusable product. So you don't have to spend money on tampons every month or on pads. And also talking about pads, mm -hmm. there's cloth pads and they're so cool. And they're also, you can buy them made from organic cotton so you don't have all the toxins in the in the fabric because I mean it's a delicate body part you don't want you know all the right. bad stuff down there so that's also a lot more it's it's a lot more healthy uh, it's a lot healthier and um I also love the cloth pads I thought that they would be, I mean, they sounded pretty gross and you have to wash them. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I can handle that. But uh -huh. it's actually like, I mean, as a woman, there's always something that spills onto your pennies and you always have to wash them anyways. And it's not really anything different. So it's not less convenient at all, in my humble opinion. And it's so doable. And I think a lot of a lot of us will feel so empowered and freed by it because you don't have to think about, oh, it's been four hours. I need to find a bathroom to change mm -hmm. my tampon. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, the toxic shock syndrome that we worry about. Oh, um, yeah. Over. Don't have to worry about it. So thank you, Shia, for taking us down that path. It's important to talk <laughs> about, especially when we think about over a woman's lifetime, how many feminine products that are disposable we are sending to the landfill. This is an important topic. And fellas, I hope you're still hanging in there, feeling a little lightheaded, but we're coming back into a safe zone here for you. So let's talk about how a zero waste lifestyle has impacted your fashion choices and your wardrobe, Shia. Talk to us about that. I feel for me, it's, uh, I love it. I have now what you call a capsule wardrobe. So I have, I don't have a lot of pieces of clothing anymore, but Every piece I have, I love. I only kept my favorite pieces and everything can be combined with 
everything else in my wardrobe. And that's just so, it frees up so much headspace in the morning because I can just grab, you know, a shirt. I can grab, I, I love hoodies. So I usually grab mm -hmm. a hoodie and just like, I just have two pairs of jeans. So whatever <laughs> I feel like mm -hmm. it will always fit together. I always look put together. <laughs> It's mm -hmm. so nice. And I also feel be before that I was, I didn't really have a sense of what my style is. I felt a bit confused and I didn't know how to dress myself and what would go together. And sticking to mostly black has helped me so much. And I feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin and in my clothes. Well, and the thing that's cool is that, you know, you talk about investing in things, whether it's, you know, household items or clothing items, things that are built to last for a while, things that aren't meant to be disposed of. And, and you talk about fast fashion and what that has done to our, our spending habits, uh, what that's done to, you know, the, the fashion industry and how that that has exploited, you know, some workers that are easy to exploit. Mm -hmm. And by purchasing things that you really want to invest in, again, you're investing in, in your principles and businesses that adhere to the same values that we have. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but we have so much more to talk about with Shia Sue and her new book, Zero Waste, Simple Life Hacks to Drastically Reduce Your Trash. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in and hear us talk with Shia Sue, who is the author of a brand new book called Zero Waste, Simple Life Hacks to Drastically Reduce Your Trash. Pick this book up because here's the thing. She even says it in her introduction. You can use the book like you would a cookbook. Like It's a series of recipes. If you can't go all the way with zero waste, that's okay. You can pick out a few things and a few tips from her book and just get started in a way that's comfortable for you. It's a very positive, very fun book that can help you go from wherever you are right now to wherever you want to be on the zero waste spectrum. So pick it up. So Shia, you and your husband live the zero waste lifestyle together. How important is it to have a partner or a, or a community around you when you decide to live this way? Well, I think it's helpful. It's nice to have, but 
you got to work with whatever you've got. It's just <laughs> the way things are. Because when I, when I started out, my mom was like, oh, my gosh, going to the supermarket with you has become so embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, that's just how I do things now. I don't want to, you know, I don't want the plastic bag. I just don't want it. And now it's it's wrapped off, but it takes, it took a couple of years. And now I'm so proud of her, but you have to work with what you've got. If your partner isn't supportive, that's okay. I mean, everybody has their own pace, their own needs, and their own complicated, complex, or simple situations and things they need to take care of. And so that's totally fine. You can just do your thing and stick to what you have direct control over. If you live with your family and they're all, they go out and they buy everything packaged in plastic. That's how they do things. You can talk to them, but respect their choices. And when you go out, you can volunteer and say, okay, you know what? I will buy all groceries every week. So I will be the one doing that chore. Or you can say, okay, I can choose what I use, um, what I put onto my body. Like all, everything concerned with the bathroom, about lotions, using cooking oils instead. Those are personal choices and you can still go for those choices. But again, where, whenever other people are involved, it's always about finding something that, that works for each and every single one of you. And sometimes it means to respect that other people do things very differently from what how you would want them to. Well, and I love the way that you approach this, Shia, because, you know, it's very positive and affirming. And one of the things that, you know, whether we're talking about zero waste or where we're talking about, you know, uh, being a, an activist for climate change or whatever it is, make it look good. I mean, why would anybody want to follow you down your path if you're grouchy about it or snotty about it, you know? I mean, <laughs> honestly, if you, want to, if you want to influence other people to live a zero-waste lifestyle, be joyful about it and your joy will spread. They'll want to be like you are if you make it look good. So I like that approach very much. I think it's really positive. Now, I want to give you a chance to plug your blog because it's so super fun. Uh, Wasteland Rebel. Uh, talk to us about where to find it online and what we're going to discover when we visit your blog. So it's pretty simple. It's wastelandrebel.com mm -hmm. and that's it. And um, I also, I'm also on social media. You can find me on Instagram at underscore wastelandrebel underscore. And what you'll find is a lot of really simple, doable tips and recipes because I'm simple minded. I like to keep things simple and manageable for me. And also I'm pretty busy. So I and doing chores isn't what I like both in the world so I like to keep that part you know as efficient as I can and I try to share that because I feel when I started out I made a lot of I mean those are funny stories but a lot of things that didn't work and I tried so many things and not everybody needs to go through that process I mean if I can help somebody find a shortcut I'm all for it I love that. It's so You're so giving and you're so kind. And I just love your spirit, Shia. And that's why I really want our listeners to pick up your book. They're going to love it. Um, you know, everybody finds inspiration in those who came before us and those who are around us. Who are some of the people in the zero waste movement who inspire you, Shia? Definitely Andrea. Um, she's also She also founded the nonprofit Be Zero where she educates people about the circular economy, about their ways, and she's just so, so awesome. I I met her once, and I was so fangirling over her. <laughs> so it's Andrea. And, um, of course, Catherine, going their ways. She's, she's such, she's just amazing, and she's so inspiring. And she ha also has a blog, and with so many so useful tips so I read her blog and I learn so much every time <laughs> and there's also um, Lindsay treading your own path.com and again a really helpful zero waster she lives in Perth Australia and um, she also has like this wonderful non-perfectionist spirit and um, again her articles are just so, so useful and helpful and they take the pressure off of you. And I just love that. And there's also um, there's also um, 
Ariana from Paris to Go. And she's a bit more, she has a really dry humor and she talks about yeah. issues like environmental justice or how to lose your waste on a budget. And I really love that. And she's mm -hmm. she looks so, it's it looks like a fashion blog, so really glossy and so perfect. And then you read the articles and you're like, wow. <laughs> wow. I learned so much. And that wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> and and your book has uh, links to all of these uh, blogs and, and a lot of information about some of your heroes and sheroes in the movement. Um, and so... That's one of the things I loved about your book as well. So Not only, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you gave us lots of, of places to go for more if we really get hungry for more information. Now, one of the things that I always like to do when we have a moment, Shia, is talk to a specific group of our listeners. We have a lot of college students who are just beginning to make their own decisions about how they will live and what they will consume. And I'd love to give you a chance to give some advice to our listeners who are college students. I think as a college student, you are always on a budget. Unless you have really wealthy parents, you are on a budget. So, and a lot of them, I was the same. When I was in college, I was always like, oh, I would love to live more sustainably, but I can't afford it. You can. You just have to learn how to manage your money. It's a life skill that you should learn anyways, how to budget and then where to put your money. And what you can do is still, you can afford to buy everything or you can afford to buy just organic produce. You can do that. But then you have to learn how to save money somewhere else. And I'm always like, Living sustainably isn't about buying sustainable products. It's about not buying as much as you do now. And that mm -hmm. saves a lot of money. And also you can do a lot of small things that don't cost you a thing. If you want to go out with friends or um, get some takeout, just bring your own container, bring your own jar, bring your own tumbler. And that doesn't cost you a thing. And sometimes you can... What what happens to me all the time is that I get a little extra, I I get a little discount because people are always like, oh, that's so cool. We want to support that. We want to show you we love what you do. So you can still do a lot of things to live more sustainably on a budget. I love that. That's such great advice. And that really is true. I mean, where you can avoid costs by, you know, not falling into the advertising trap of, you know, buying the most expensive items because somehow that means they're the most environmentally responsible. That's not necessarily the way. And I love your book for exposing us to lots of different alternatives. So please, folks, get out there and buy zero waste, simple life hacks to drastically reduce your trash. It's an investment that will pay off a million times over, over the course of your life. Thank you so much for joining us, Shia. And thanks to our listeners for joining us as well. We're going to be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.